161st episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm okay. How are you? Good. So, Roger, this week we have the whole Recon crew at 5G America. So that's you, Jake, Mitch, Brett, Jared, and we've also drafted Peter Linder from Ericsson to come on the show as well. How's the show going, guys? Well, I think it's the premier analyst event in the United States. There are like 92 analysts present. We have the largest delegation with six guys here. Yeah, we lost Daryl somewhere. He, I think he's stuck in a meeting. It's a, it's a terrific learning event for, for analysts because so many companies are here and they mostly put the industry first and themselves second and trying to educate analysts. We also had this morning senior advisor from the NTIA talking about Spectrum and what the NTIA is doing. The NTIA is responsible for the federal users, the FCC for the commercial users. In a way, it was more of the same. Yeah, we're working on it. We don't know when. We got a report from like the DOD. Yes, don't push me on when when we will know more stuff. So I think we, we're not going to hold our, our breath on that. Today also, we're already quite a number of sessions where industry experts are now imbuing their knowledge on, on us analysts, which right, they help us make be, be smart. So that's the great thing here. And, you know, yesterday, Ulf Ewaldson from T-Mobile gave a keynote. He is currently the chairman. And there was also a carrier panel as well. And, you know, things, well, because the question is, where are we with 5G? And I think we're, the question always is, are we there yet, right? And I think we're getting there. And the network is the foundation on which innovation happens. And and I think we're seeing this, especially with, you know, FWA being the, the killer app right now for, for 5G. But I'll hand over to to Brett and, and he can give us his Oh, thank you, Roger. Yeah, no, it's been a quite thought-provoking couple of days here at uh, 5G Americas, whether it's the general sessions, uh, Internet of Things breakout, and how 5G is impacting that uh, product and pipeline there. The FWA sector private use cases with Peter was uh, quite interesting as well. And uh, one of the main highlights for me has been about uh, 5G and automotive. So how is the automotive industry leveraging 5G? How are the network operators going to handle all the data that's coming down from the uh, each individual car that's out there that is pretty much a smartphone on wheels now. And how is that actually going to play into the ecosystem? How are the manufacturers going to be able to stay with updates that take place within the infrastructure? How are consumers going to connect their cars to their home Wi-Fi if that is part of the use case? And then most importantly, how are those network operators, as I mentioned earlier, going to handle the amount of data that continues to get uploaded? And you mentioned it was quite contentious, right? It was quite contentious. So right now, everything out there is a bit theoretical. And from the analyst side, it was, well, what are these practical use cases? What can we expect to see in 2024, 2025? And there wasn't necessarily a firm timeline provided by the vendor side there, but uh, we will see as it comes about down the pipeline. A lot of problems to be solved, but I would say a lot of opportunity within that industry, uh, not only from a safety lens, an entertainment lens, but also just the way we all interact with our vehicles and how they communicate with one another. All right, I am going to pass it on over to Jake Hockridge now. Jake? 
Yeah, one thing recurring theme that we've heard about is FWA as one of the major active use cases for 5G and how that ties into the need for more spectrum. And we heard some interesting discussion about sort of the cost benefit on you know, signing up more and more FWA subs, but them using 20 to 30 times the amount of data as an average mobility customer. And so I think that's will be interesting to see what new spectrum becomes available and how that ties into, you know, the viability of extending FWA further and further, both on the consumer side and on the enterprise side when it gets there. Passing on to Mitch Clausen. Yeah, so what we've heard on the enterprise side is, yes, FWA is one of the big use cases currently. It's not getting a lot of traction, especially on the enterprise side. Small businesses, it is having some traction. But the big play in the future, which hasn't taken really an effect yet, is the private networks. And these private 5G networks is where they really see like the big growth in the overall market for 5G for the enterprise side. And... There's, there's a few companies that are working on building that out with their systems integrators and the overall platforms and orchestration tools behind the scenes to make it more like a Wi-Fi type solution. So it's more plug-and-play type solutions for Wi-Fi and 5G networks. I'll pass it to Jared. Yeah, I think I'm going to speak a little bit more generally about the event. Um, it was a great meeting of the minds, specifically around day two or today. <laughs> on one side, you had the inquisitive analysts, all of us here. On the other side, you have the very knowledgeable SMEs. And me personally, I love learning. So being able to be in that environment where you're taking in all that knowledge and all that information that, that's being passed around willingly was a great experience. And as someone said in the session today, we're in the fourth or quote, fourth inning of 5G. And so looking forward to the future, you know, all the advancements, uh, all the opportunities or potential capabilities are very exciting. And it's a great time to be in the industry. So now I'll pass it to Peter Linder from Ericsson. Thank you very much. No, I love these events. <clears throat> you get together 90 analysts and number of different companies in the industry. And for being from the, uh, the vendor side, we, uh, we don't set the agenda here. The agenda is very much set by the analyst. So I always look forward to the day when you got, hey, these are the questions we're going to address in your sessions. It's typically eight to ten questions, really good formulated, that help us understanding what, what is it really that we should be dealing and being concerned with right now. So just the, the work of getting through this, preparation work, and trying to figure out, okay, what do we talk about on that question and so on, is really good. And then yesterday we had like the, the overview sessions, but today it's very much down to individual tables. We're sitting 50, 20 people around the table, two, three, four, five people speaking perhaps, and 22 different sessions. So we're essentially covering everything about what's going on. And my job here today has been talking a little bit about what's happening on the consumer side, what are the use cases beyond connecting smartphones and fixed wireless access, a little bit how we can develop the offerings around those two basic applications, but also seeing what can we do more in terms of what happens if we're starting to tie applications and networks closer together to develop different experiences. Because we are at the point right now 
all of us here around the can say, if we like a six-ounce steak better than a 12-ounce steak, and we understand perfectly well why. But we're not equal. We're not necessarily clear over if 486 megabit per second or 1.3 gigabits is required for our needs. It's, it's a lot harder to relate to. So I think that the very interesting part of the journey ahead of us is we're talking more about the experiences. So how many people do really get an excellent video experience? How many get an excellent video communication experience? experience and laying that foundation we have a big uh, good 5g network in place right now so we can start building innovations on top but a lot of what we discussed in um, my session was essentially about how do we make this easy to understand both for consumers and businesses so perhaps they see the full value and not just take it for granted yeah and you know to mirror what, what peter said mobile devices have for the longest time been data consumption devices. And now they are becoming content generators, which dramatically changes the the paradigm, right? It's people like Peter love to go to Formula One races, right? And there's a tremendous amount of content generated. And it needs to be run on 5G networks because there is so much changing. And I think, Peter, you, we, we had a conversation a while back about it. And maybe you can talk a little bit more about this. No, but think about it. Make just sim- simple expansion. The, the difference is you take a venue today, whether depending on whether it's sports or this is music. If it's sports, it's people like me trying to get some extra statistics, follow up or something. But it's very much traffic that's generated going down to me. The second part of me as a sports fan is like taking pictures and showing a little bit, perhaps doing a live stream of some portion of the race that, that I love. But if you then bring in 20,000 other people and it's a concert, they don't sit and Google and see what's going on. They know everything about their uh, their artist. And they, hey, I want to share. I'm here at the cool concert. And all the traffic is going in, in the other direction and a lot more of it. So those kind of things, when you, when you start thinking about used places where 5G can make a difference, and might even in the same use place, it could be a difference between sports and music, for example. These are very interesting things. You can apply this onto factories, warehouses, stores, and there's unique problems, which is very much different from what we've been doing so far, doing a coverage, a capacity layer, and think it's, well, it's good for everybody. But we're getting to the point right now. Now we can start drilling into the really exciting things we can do. And that's what makes fire me up every day when I go to work. So how, how are the vendors and the operators thinking about that transmission? I mean, I, t- traditionally, the networks have been provisioned such that the, the downstream is a, a wider pipe than the, the upstream. And, you know, as you say, Roger, now the devices that folks are using are, are being used to generate content. Is this something we need slicing for or standalone to be able to kind of provision a different aspect of the network here or is this something that you know what, what, what's the solution in terms of kind of the changing use case for the network i don't know exactly what the solution is but i think you can describe the realities like this if we look at 4g and, and how the whole evolution of 4g and the beginning of 5g started has been like as long as you don't mess up the services for the smartphone 
you're in a good place because that's what's driving so much of what's going on. Now we have fixed wireless as well. And as, as was mentioned before here, it's like the traffic patterns is different with a lot of more traffic per users, but it's still very much from, from the network to, to the users. The moment we start with the cameras and things that are going the other way, especially when you start combining it with AI, so you say you have a camera out there capturing a lot of things and having it analyzed in real time, so you can start taking preventive action for, hey, something bad is about going to happen here, instead of just figuring out why stuff went bad. So I think Roger pointing out the very important thing here, that there is a, a movement ahead with the quite a bit of traffic is going to go the other way. You can solve that in different ways. For millimeter wave, for example, you can configure it for, for symmetrical capabilities. So it becomes perhaps a little bit more balanced here saying what do you do where? And it's most likely different. Because if, if you're putting out a macro radio, you have to put it out in a similar fashion pretty much everywhere. But then as you start adding capabilities in the network beyond that, then you can be more flexible and, and tailoring it to different, different needs. Yeah, it's one thing that came up in one of the enterprise discussions was around outdoor security cameras and how they have an entirely different need than a lot of other current industrial use cases and how it's been one of the best plays for private networks to date, but they're not sure how you know how much longer that will be. But um, that was something that was interesting that came up and remind me of the gentleman who said that. From Airstream. Oh, that's Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen from Airstream was was saying that that's been, you know, they provide private networks and that's been, you know, by far their largest use case to date. Yeah, especially with video is the, the, the network killer. Right. And I think with security cameras, you know, we have to move on from the pixelated ones that we all know from crime shows from a from a convenience store to now like 4k video where you can see how many pimples the perpetrator has and where so and that opened up a whole new set of of, of opportunities but it's it's video is the network killer right and it's going to be interesting so but yeah this has been a, a great event i think we all learned a lot and we're looking forward to next year. Terrific. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for taking a few minutes to catch us up on what's going on at 5G Americas. And uh, Roger, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Thank you. <laughs>